Hey there, friends and foes. Good morning, Multiverse. This is Back of the Cereal Box. And this morning, we've got a very special episode called Art of the Con. And it is taken over by DL Memphis. And let's start right now. All right, DL Memphis, first things we're going to have to do is now I got to edit that opening to add you. Yes. You're 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 now a, a semi-regular co-host. So I know, and I'm feeling a little bit left out and forgotten because well, of this. That that was my that was my That's goal okay. this week to make me feel left out and forgotten? No, to add okay. you to that opening. <laughs> and um and uh it's been a week, man. It, it's been one of those weeks, kind of like your I morning. Understand. Yes, yes, I totally understand. We're we're having a lot of technical difficulties at our house this morning, and whew, yeah, all right. So we are letting DL take over this morning, and uh, she's got a great show lined up for us. And those of you who are watching live, we've already got some viewers. Uh, make sure you post comments, and we will address them throughout the show. And I'm just going to play backroom producer DL. And All right. uh, let you take it away. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, first of all, I would like to welcome my guest. First up, I do have Jonathan McDaniel. There he is. Jonathan, Hello. how are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you doing? Oh, my gosh. Are you losing your voice? No, I, have, I, I don't have enough coffee in me this morning. <laughs> Me either. Okay. Now, Jonathan, you are a commission artist and you've been working with a lot of um, fantasy models. Um, you've been doing a lot of work with cosplay artists. And so I just kind of wanted to give a a quick welcome. And hey, where can people find you if Thank they want to look up your work right now? Oh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, those, are, those are the main two. Okay. All right. And next, I'm going to bring in Little Red Fox Cosplay. Good morning, Red. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Thank you for joining us this morning. Now, I met you. It's been a couple of years back now, but I met you. I think it was at Tupelo Con. And yes. you were at the table next to us, and I think I was pirating at the moment. And um, you are a cosplayer, prop builder. You've kind of you've been on the con circuit and doing that for many, many years. And um, so I just wanted to say welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, and finally, I want to bring in Daryl, who is with Toy Robot Visual Arts. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing good, except I don't think I've been up this early on a Saturday morning since I used to get up and watch cartoons this you know, first thing, but we're good. I know it is kind of early, but you know, it's a breakfast show, it which is. leads me into our next little segment. What are you guys eating? It's cereal time. Show me your cereal. <laughs> well, I just popped back in to show my cereal. I'm eating... Honey bunches of oats. 
And the back of this cereal box has a great word puzzle for all of those kids sitting at the breakfast table without their iPads or iPhones to solve the word puzzle. Oh, oh, awesome. I love Honey Bunches of Oats. Is it the club? He went away. Is it the clusters or is it just the regular straight up Honey Bunches it of Oats? Is, it is. It is the clusters with granola bunches you love. Ooh, yum, yum. All right, Jonathan, what's in your bowl this morning? Uh, I am eating Captain. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Captain. 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 Say it right. Captain Crutch. Captain. Only the Captain. <laughs> Now, it's like they have, ran out of letters or something and couldn't put the whole thing on there. Now, I think it's kind of funny because, you know, Captain Crutch, I've always heard that his um, insignias and his stripes do not indicate that he is an actual captain. Is that not. true? Do we know that? Does right. anybody know that? Hey, Jonathan, hold up the box again real quick. Yeah, let's ask the military not. guy. All right. All right. Here we go. Hold up the box. Oh, oh get over here, Captain. Yeah, it's been a minute since I was in, but uh, he's got three stripes on his sleeves. Uh, so he's not quite a captain, but he's getting there. Mm. He's on his way. Yeah. So what is he's he? He's got a really? good career ahead. He's got a good career. <laughs> got that non-regulation mustache, but he's doing all right, I guess. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> okay. And Red. <laughs> got the other four letters. Red, what are, we, what are you eating this morning? I put up. Classic, classic. Gotta love Apple Jacks. <laughs> is that your favorite, or is this a last-minute grab? I need to eat some cereal this morning. <laughs> it's one of my favorites, but it's not my absolute favorite. Okay, all right. And Daryl, what are you eating this morning? This morning we're doing the uh, uh, cinnamon toast crunch churros. What? Simply because I love churros and look for any opportunity to eat them, and if you can eat them for breakfast, even better. Uh, the back of the box isn't all that great. It's just like weird pictures of the little churro guy, but you know, you got to have something to look at while you're eating breakfast. Am I crunching really bad? Cause I feel like I'm crunching big time right now. <laughs> all right. So I have never seen these before and I think these are new. Um, it is Kellogg's chocolate frosted flakes and they have spooky marshmallows. Cause you know, I'm going to go for the spooky. And there is a game on the back. I have to figure out where my camera is, so bear with me. There is a game on the back. And I just want to point out that um, Bride of Frankenstein is on there. And that makes me happy. So awesome. Awesome. So I'm going to give everybody a chance to just kind of say hello and tell a little bit about your background. So um, let's start with Jonathan. And I know that we have some images of some of the work that you've done. So, hey, Jonathan, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're doing and what you do. Uh, uh, my name's my name's Jonathan McDaniel. Um, I love I love creating. Uh, that's 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 the the biggest uh, biggest thing I can say. I love creating. I love I love um creating with other artists. It's just uh, oh, wow. my, my my biggest passion. Just to be able to take a blank space and um, make something magical. I, that's a good word. That's a good word. Magical happen. And um, magical is truly a good description of your work and and the product that you create. Um, as you know, I have 
we have three here in our house. So, and once you get one, you continue to go back and get more. So gorgeous work. Oh, I, I tell you what, it's, it's just, I love it. I, I love it. It's something that I, I'm doing every chance I get. It's just, um, it's my medicine. If I had to have a medicine, that would be it. All right. All right. Um, let's flip over to Daryl and let him introduce himself a little bit and talk a little bit about what you do. And well, uh, <clears throat> I'm Daryl, and uh, I am the owner and uh, director, lead photographer for Toy Robot Visual Arts. Uh, we're a Mid South based uh, visual arts company. We do everything from uh, just photography to uh, commercial video and graphic design. Uh, I've been a photographer for, well, most of my life now, uh, and kind of picked up on con photography a few years ago and, and kind of, you know, really started establishing myself with that. And, uh, uh, then kind of segued that into doing, uh, video and, and video production, uh, short films, commercial projects, things like that. Okay. All right. And Red, let's talk a little bit about you and your background and how uh, basically who tell us a little bit about you let's introduce you <laughs> i am cosplay i'm uh based out of mobile alabama uh and i'm making costumes since i was a kid uh like i always say since i was about six years old was kind of when i started getting because yeah that's so real. oh my god but it was back when you had the halloween costumes that were plastic bags and i didn't i couldn't do that <laughs> I first started getting into costuming. I've been doing it ever since. So yeah, that's me. All right, all <laughs> right. That's you. Awesome. Gorgeous work. G absolutely gorgeous. I love your succubus. That one is probably one of my favorites. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so let's move on to our kind of our week. We have a segment that is basically weekly loot, where everybody gets to kind of share a little bit of show and tell, cool stuff that they have. Johnny, you're welcome to jump back in because I know you always have cool stuff too. But um, I do. <laughs> he was waiting for that. <laughs> I know. So we saved the best for last. I'm just kidding. No, if you want to go first, Johnny, show us what you got. So What's usually I'm on the hunt for some toys or games or some cool comics. This week, the audio file in me came out, and I have a feeling that Daryl, you're going to really appreciate uh, what what I grabbed um, because I get the feeling that you and I are kindred spirits and that we like listening to music <laughs> on vinyl. Yep. And so I picked up. The Dick Tracy soundtrack, not not the Madonna record. This is the Danny Elfman nice. score Ooh. on vinyl, and it's a blue vinyl. Um, here, let me see if I can show this to you real quick. I don't want to take up too much time, but the uh, actual record is blue. Ooh, that is way cool. It is very cool, and it came with uh, two frameable posters, which is very cool, and then. My all-time favorite band, and a lot of people are surprised when I tell them this because they've seen me perform as Big Daddy Cool, and they just assume that my favorite bands are, are the swing bands like Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, which I love. But my all-time favorite band is actually Yes. Um, and the lead singer, John Anderson, the classic lead singer, John Anderson, 
uh, produced a couple of uh, really great solo albums. And his my my favorite solo album of his is a Christmas album called Three Ships. I have it in every format officially now because I found it on vinyl oh. this week for three dollars and ninety nine cents at the at the uh, Great Escape in Nashville and. This is this is a Christmas album, but it's an album you can listen to all year round because until someone tells you it's a Christmas record, you don't really know. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. And it is it is one of my I would say one of my top five favorite albums of all time. And I finally have it on vinyl. It makes me so happy. Awesome. So who wants to go next? Who's got cool loot? <laughs> You have to call somebody out. I think. All right, all right. I'm gonna go with Red. What you got? Um, let's see. Uh, well, uh, my best friend just gave me. We uh, always have this thing where we make copies. If there's a pop vinyl of the character, mm -hmm. we kind of see each other. So she just recently gave me a back scroll because that's what we're Ooh. working on right now. She finished her. She's doing back, so we're gonna be brother and sister. I don't know how. <laughs> but um, she's finished hers. I haven't yet. I'm close. I'm close. Oh, are you a procrastinator? Are you a procrastinator? No, actually, I had a huge commission that came through and I had to work on it. Mm. That's even cool. I think she might have froze up a little bit. So bear with us just a moment. All right. So while you're dealing with some technical difficulties. I'm going to jump over to Jonathan real quick. Do you have anything cool you want to show us? Toys. Loot? I am the most unprepared person right now. Um, I have my mug. <laughs> That's perfect. You know um, what? I have my mug. I have my mug. Um, I mean, what's better than drinking coffee out of the skull of Deadpool? So, yeah. That That is true. That is true. I, <laughs> I, I, I feel so powerful just, just taking a sip. Um, there's, I do have some stuff that um, I like to collect that I did not bring. I've got, um, I try to get soil from different areas. Um, my daughter recently for Christmas got me the soil from Transylvania that I keep in a little, little vial. And it's, um, I, I, I like collecting stuff like that. As you know, I'm a huge fan of yours and I always follow um, what you're posting. And you recently posted that. Um, it was, yeah. Um, but you recently, posted that and I saw the vial and that was probably one of the coolest things that I have seen because I'm, I'm a horror junkie myself. And I think we also, uh, did she give you something from Ann Rice as well? Yes. Yes. Um, well, she gave me a, a glass that, um, it's like a, it's a wine glass that says, um, pretend it's wine. Let's add the line <laughs> court written across of it. And I'll be honest with you. I ate it up. I love it. I love it. I gave anybody more than I should have. Oh no. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge Anne Rice fan and the soil from Transylvania. That is just one of the coolest things ever. DL, so, didn't you go to Transylvania recently? I did. I did. You have to find me that on uh, my digging deeper channel. So yeah, not that one, the other one. I, I went to Transylvania, Louisiana. Who knew? <laughs> There's nothing there. It's hilarious, but it's it's a cool little piece of 
historical roadside America and Americana that I recommend anybody visit. What's that, Johnny? There's also a Transylvania, Kentucky, where it's it's a suburb of Lexington, Kentucky, and there is a university there, an Ivy League university, Transylvania University. Interestingly enough, the uh, the founder of Transylvania, Louisiana, went to school at uh, Transylvania University. Therefore, how it got its name? Yes, no, such we, a small world. It really is. It really is. It's a small town too. So. <laughs> oh, yes. It's like you go for, um, we went for this awesome little general store that was supposed to be there that sells all kinds of vampire and bat memorabilia. And um, it was uh, supposed to be a conservation site for vamp or not vampires, but we're, <laughs> we're conserving vampires for bats. And um, the shop was being renovated. And so everything was kind of closed down. So, um, but we did find a lot of really cool stuff there. But yeah, find the video because that's it. It'll, I'll we'll drop in the links afterwards somewhere. So Daryl, what do you have? All right, so I got uh, three things. Two of them uh, are kind of together. Mm -hmm. so I, I recently started collecting the uh, uh, Star Wars Black Series action figures, and awesome. um, I got the Han Solo on Hoth. Fine. The uh, the Luke Skywalker, what they call the archive, which is him basically in his Rebel Pilots costume, and uh, I actually got these two for specific reasons. One is the uh, the Han Solo thing was uh, when I was a kid, and Empire Strikes Back came out. Uh, this right here was my absolute favorite iteration of Han Solo. Uh, I mean, I thought he was just the coolest thing in the uh, the sequences on Hoth, and uh, the the year it came out, I got a jacket just like that for Christmas. <laughs> and it was 70 something degrees on Christmas day and I didn't get to go out and wear it. So it was a tragic childhood memory. You know, uh, and my, one of my favorite action figures from the original set was the Luke Skywalker pilot uh, get up. So I bought that one as the, the second choice in my collection. Awesome. So that's those. And the other thing is, uh, was at a thrift store and when I'm when I'm going to thrift stores and, and uh, estate sales, things like that, I try to hit like the framed art and picture frames and stuff, because a lot of times I'll find a unique frame or something that I can put one of my pictures in. And, and it makes it a lot easier to sell art when it's set up as as you know a piece of art. Yeah. And so I'm digging through the frames and I come up with this. Oh, wow. Now, I don't know if you can see it, but down here, this is an autographed picture of Kirk Allen, the first guy to ever play Superman in a movie or in a, in a serial. That's so awesome. for, I think it was like 1946, 1948, Kirk Allen began to portray Superman on screen. And this is a studio release. It's got the, the dates and everything down here. Studio release photo that's autographed by Kirk Allen. And I picked this up for just a couple of dollars. At the that Facebook. is an unbelievable find, it Carol. Um, my buddy, Jim Hambrick, who runs the Superman Museum up in Metropolis, Illinois, yeah. would be <laughs> drooling all over that. I'll bet you he could put a valuation on that for you if you haven't already done it. But um, you and I need to talk more because uh, the Black Series is my jam. Yeah, you I just, know uh, that. You've been watching the shows. Yeah, I started seeing those come across, and I started seeing some videos about them, and I was like, these are absolutely amazing. The the sculpt and everything on them was was so cool. And 
to be able to to find representations of my favorite iterations of those characters, you know, I, I couldn't resist. And and I'm with you. The, the Han Solo on Hoth was the best Han Solo. And I love watching Jonathan's reactions as we've been doing show and tell. <laughs> he doesn't his, hide it well. <laughs> no, his, his face is just don't have like, poker face. he's got that face. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. All right. All right. <laughs> Sorry all right, to so, no, you're fine. You're fine. So is that all you have, Daryl? That, that's my loot. All right. So I have three things, actually four things as well, but um, I'm a t-shirt junkie. So I just kind of wanted to show off. This is, I got this shirt and let me get a little bit closer. As you can see, She-Ra, Rainbow Bright, and uh, Jim. I'm a huge, huge Jim fan. As a matter of fact, I have a Jim cosplay that I put together during uh, uh, during the pandemic that I would like to eventually, in the near future, be able to take out um, to a con or an event. But she's one of my guilty pleasures that nobody really associates with me because I'm a bit more gothy. Okay, I, I see red. She's, I take it you like her too? Yeah. <laughs> so I got a message. We got a message from Ken. Good morning, Ken. How are you doing? Um, to go with the gym cosplay, and I actually have them on this morning, but I took one off so I could show them off. Um, I actually have two sets of her earrings. Um, one of them lights up and uh, you can like turn it on. It flashes. It's really cool, but it's, it doesn't stay in your ear. And then, of course, I have the other that are just kind of fun. I think these are going to be the ones that travel with me just because they don't light up. But you know what? They're still fun. But um, yeah, so I have my gym earrings. All right. So I'm a vintage person at heart. And I absolutely love anything that um, vaguely resembles my childhood. And several years ago, um, and those of you who don't know... Um, Daryl and I are married, and um, so we're in the same house in what? two different rooms. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, I'm sorry. Shock. Your base is sitting right behind you. So, yeah, I know. It's like the crows and all of that. So, come on now. But um, Daryl bought me a couple of years ago, a um, right around Christmas, he bought me one of my favorite toys. I grew up on fashion plates. Okay, Red, you're nodding too. So awesome. I grew up on fashion plates and um, this is the modern version of it. And it is the exact same set pretty much with the exception that the, um, the, the little plates that you would color over and make designs with are um, more modernized clothing options. But um, so right, I think it was this year, right around Christmas, um, right after Christmas, I found the original set and it's all there. It even has the crayons, the colored pencils. There were a couple of pieces of the paper in there where somebody had actually played with it. So that makes me so happy. Oh, but that is fashion plates was my favorite toy. I played with it all the time. Um, I have actually taken the uh, modern version and hosted a fashion plates and coloring book girls night out where we went to uh, where uh, my, uh, my little group of friends, we went to um, Pyros. Pyros. Thank you. Thank you. I couldn't remember. Pyros has these great back rooms that you can rent out and um, actually not even rent out as long as you're ordering food and everybody's there. But um, so we went to Pyros, we played, we colored, we drank, we had fun. We ate pizza was a blast was a blast. 
So I also kind of want to take a moment and recognize any of our show sponsors. Johnny, do you want to jump back in and recognize our sponsors? Yes. Um, and we have a brand new sponsor that is going to be coming on. I'm so happy to um, announce that we are partnering with Books A Million. Ooh. And they are going to be a uh, yeah an affiliate sponsor of the show. Don't have the promo on that yet, but... But we do want to recognize uh, the Hanging with Web Show folks. Who, awesome. Where, where did this go? Come on, overlay. Ah, we're having difficult uh, difficulties. Uh, the Hanging with Web Show folks for promoting Back of the Cereal Box on their network. Uh, they are great uh, friends of ours, and we appreciate that. And, of course, uh, coming back as a sponsor is the one, the only, the author extraordinaire, Miss Cindy Kep. Author Kep. Cindy Kep is writing on the edge. Books include Remnant in the Stars, The Loudest Actions, Lines of Succession, Mindstorm, Condemned Courier, the Yerushalon series and Animal Eye. Find author Cindy Kep at C K O E P P dot com today. Thank you, awesome. Cindy. And I might mention that um, if you are out there and if you would like to be a sponsor of this or any of our spinoff shows, we do um, we do accept product for review. Uh, we would love to have you as a guest on to talk about your project or your you know your comic series or your you no know, your your game Kickstarter whatever it is. Um, and um, if you would like to have an, a video ad like Cindy Kep's. Uh, give us a shout. Let us know, and uh, we will make that happen. Always open to new sponsors. Wait a minute. You mentioned something that I want to kind of jump back on for a moment. Spinoff shows? We have those? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, and that's uh, part of why DL Memphis has been co-hosting these shows. She's going to be doing another one in a couple of weeks and then another one following that. But sometime in April... I guess we can announce this officially because I, I'm going to be working on the artwork for it this week, DL. Okay. DL Memphis is going to launch a spinoff show to join our other spinoff shows. We've got <laughs> Wednesday nights on Facebook Live. We do new comics. Yum. And um, on Tuesdays, we've got the Back Issue Breakfast Club with Kelly Getner. And um, sometime in April, we haven't uh, set on a date yet. But DL Memphis, Cat B, and Lauren are going to be doing the I Scream Queens. Fun, fun. It, and it sounds every bit as delicious as it will be. Oh, and that's going to be a bit more um, horror and uh, just gothy focused. All of the things that just kind of make my dark little heart happy. But um, yeah, awesome. There are a lot of great shows that have spun off of this program that um, I'm glad that we had a chance to just kind of touch. And you can always find them through uh, your Facebook page and through the YouTube page. There's definitely links to all of those. And I recommend everybody kind of checking them out and um, hang on because it's it's about to get weird. 
when, <laughs> when we come on. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we're we're currently looking for hosts for two more series, Cryptid mm -hmm. Crunch, that will deal with uh cryptozoology, paranormal, and um alien abduction kind of stories. Uh that'll be a short series. You know, we, we're wanting uh that to be like a five to ten minute uh show. Uh Ooh. and then um uh uh we're gonna do big bowl of board games with that's actually currently a series but we're looking for some additional co-hosts to uh review board games i'm going to make a recommendation that you um at some point at least have daryl on as a guest we are big board game people and um He's got several kind of tucked away that he can definitely talk about that would be a lot of fun. Um, we'll, like we'll, we'll do it. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of move into what I consider the meat and potatoes of this kind of show. I know it's breakfast, so maybe bacon and eggs. But um, let's just go ahead and start kind of roundtable talking about some of the um, background of our guests. Uh, first of all, I know that Daryl has kind of talked a little bit about how long he's been doing photography and videography, but let's just kind of, I'm going to throw it out there and kind of find out how long have you guys been doing your, your craft? Um, go. Anyone. <laughs> Ever since I could pick up a crayon and write on the wall. You didn't draw on the walls, did you? Oh, come on. Uh, I, I, maybe once, twice. <laughs> Jonathan, I can just there. see your parents when you were a kid wanting to yell at you for drawing on the wall, but going, hey, that's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, we got to give the kid his props. So I blamed it on the cat. <laughs> your cat was a good artist. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Red, how long have you been cosplaying and designing? I think you might be muted. Yeah, we lost Red's audio. We've lost your audio. I'm so sorry. Are you are you muted? Yeah, she's show sure she's muted. Nope, I'm she's unmuted not. now. There, there you go. go. There you are. Hey, hey, hey. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Good morning. Morning. I think we keep, I think you keep cutting in and out. I am so sorry. I'm, um, I, I think Kat's headset is coming unplugged. I, I think that she's got a weird connection in her device, is what's happening. Oh, okay. Um, Johnny, can you pop her off for just a moment and maybe give her some direction on how to fix that? I will do my best. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, Daryl, let's go. And how long have you been um, doing photography and videography? And uh, it, it, Pretty much most of my life, too. Uh, uh, my parents bought me a really nice camera when I was like 15 years old. And mm -hmm. it just kind of sprung off of that. But <clears throat> it wasn't until, uh, you know, the last... 10, 15, 20 years that I've really just gotten into it and, and used it as a form of, of expression. Uh, you know, once digital uh, technology came along and you didn't have to buy a roll of film and then uh, take it and get it developed and, and go through all that every time, it made it easier to develop skill. Uh, and of course, once the technology that we have now started advancing, we not only ended up with uh, 
cameras with instant results, we ended up with cameras that could also shoot video. So that was, to me, it was a natural evolution of things to, to go from taking photos to doing video. Because when I was a kid, I also wanted to make movies. My parents also bought me an eight millimeter camera that I would shoot, you know, whatever I could with. Of course, once again, there's the expense of buying film and all that. So once I got the ability to do it digitally, it just, I mean, the, the doors were thrown open and I, and I was out there doing what I could. And, and I would eat up every YouTube video I could find that showed me how to advance that one particular skill that I needed and just got exponentially better as I moved along with that. I don't have the, the natural uh, photographer's mind that some people do that they can trap in there exactly you know, what settings have to be what every time they, they snap that shutter. I have to take a minute and think about it. What I do have is a creative eye where I can see things different than a lot of people do, and I can see what looks more attractive on camera. Uh, so that coupled with the things that I've learned uh, gave me the ability to kind of do what I'm doing now. All right. Well, Jonathan, quick question. Just kind of following up with that. What does the tell us a little bit about your art style, how it's evolved and, you know, what your creation process looks like? Well, um, it, it, it started off um, just basically reading comic books. Like uh, comic books were the uh, they, they were the, the seed that um got me to grow. I, I, I'd have to say that that would be the main thing. My mom, she used to sit there and um, draw on uh, like barns and like nature scenes. And I was always like, I want to do that one day. I want to do that one day. And I, I'll never be good enough. I'll never be good enough to be able to draw or do art. And I guess that's one of my biggest things is um, I, I love doing commissions and I love doing um, doing things but um, I really like to encourage others. Um, Mr. Rogers and Bob Ross, they were always my, my heroes, my inspiration. And uh, just for to push someone else in the direction of you can do anything is just, that's, that's my goal. And I think that's what spurs the type of art that I do. So what... So honestly, I, I get a big kick out of just watching your creation process. And a lot of times when you're creating a piece, you start with the eyes. And that is the the first thing we get a glimpse of. And it's always fun to look at the eyes because we a lot of times those of us who know the subject but might not know that you're working on the project will recognize them by the eyes. And it, it's uh it's fun to watch that that process where you know we see the eyes, we might see a little bit more of the face, and um, and then just going through the entire process. What? How do you set a lot time for that? I mean, how do you set aside? Um, what does your what does the time frames look like for you creating a piece from beginning to end? And how do you? What is your process? Um, let's say it takes me. It really depends on the, the amount of detail that I'm, I'm putting in a piece. Um, roundabout takes me about two weeks. Um, it's 
I, I teach I teach um, high school art here in McNary County about two times a week, or just and uh, one of my biggest things is um, two things I can't teach or or is patience and um, creativity or imagination and taking your time. There's if you can't rush art, you can't you cannot do it. If you do it, you, you've lost you've lost the passion. You've lost the passion in what you do, and just that's the reason I, I I take my time. Now I did one about um I'll say about four or five months ago that took a little longer than usual. It was uh it had sequins everywhere um on this young lady's hat, and those 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 sequins were insane. I, I was like my hand was all cramping up. Everything I was like, yeah, I'm getting old. I can tell, and um. But usually about, about I'll say one and a half, two weeks. That seems very f quick. That seems like a very quick turnaround, just because based on the amount of detail. I don't, um, I don't know if anybody was able to actually look at the um, the Deadpool piece when um, it was up on the screen. But Deadpool, the detail on there we go, there he is. The detail on his uh, like the little. I guess Even breathing the holes. It, yeah, the, like stitching. the stitching in the leather is just amazing to me. I I cannot. <clears throat> get I lost past myself in this piece. I'll be honest with you. I was I was I lost myself in this piece, and I do that with a lot of pieces. Um, um, I I, I lose I lose myself. Um, I'm I'm with with that creation the the entire time. I've got <clears throat> I've got um stuff i play in the background uh like um when we did the elvira picture mm -hmm. i would have elvira playing on youtube so I, I would get in this whole mentality of this is what's going on that is all i filled my head with so it's just like like blasting deadpool into my head the entire time while i watched it while i drew it so i, I like it's almost living that character. It's just a it's a relationship with the art piece at the time. And I, I tell you, it's I know it has to be almost like a grieving process when you wrap wrap them like up. Giving up one of your kids. It it, it, it <laughs> where I haven't seen them lately. Come to think of it, <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that works. <laughs> that's how it works. I'm, I'm guessing. You brought right. up something interesting that actually is one of the questions that I um, kind of was wondering about. Um, whenever I start working on a project, um, depending on whatever, you know, whatever I'm doing, whether it is uh, sewing, whether it is creating character, whether it's makeup, um, it I'm always playing um, music that kind of influences me to in that direction. So, you know, obviously you're leaning towards YouTube, watching, you know, the character and kind of watching, so you can kind of capture that, um, um, that feel. Um, so that's, so your background is what, what are you listening to on a regular basis or does it change with each one? It changes with each one. Each, each piece has got its own mood. Um, that that's there, there's no there's no particular um genre or any particular or music or anything that will boost my 
imagination or, or, or boost my creativity at, at the moment that um that's 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 what I, what i listen to i listened to or i had deadpool playing in the background for so long and so i would hear <laughs> you're working about hear ryan reynolds like the entire time ryan reynolds, ryan reynolds, ryan reynolds. so it was anyway who doesn't like to hear ryan reynolds so Actually, Johnny has a question. He wants to know if your students think that you're as cool as you really are. If they know you're as cool as you are. Uh, no, they're, they're cooler than I am. <laughs> I am I'm, they're so cool. Um, I just sit there. I've never got the title of cool them until right now. So my head, I will not be able to leave the house today. So, uh, no, they, they are amazing. They are, they are simply simply wonderful and i'm um very proud of each and every one of them if they're watching hey look it's jeremiah mr fish our friend have you met have any of y'all met i know um red i know that you've met him he was part of the pirating community and was probably at the table next to us um at tupelo con so hi oh, welcome cool. mr fish yeah yeah so uh, the question that's kind of going around is um, I started kind of asking about the creation process and how long everybody kind of sets aside um, to complete a project. And, you know, uh, the other thing that I'm always curious about with uh, cosplayers who are building is um, we're notoriously known for being procrastinators and getting that last minute crunch in. <laughs> is that you or do you set firm deadlines and... Follow through. Uh, I try really hard not to be that person. <laughs> I try. Um, but, I mean, you know, it happens. Uh, I, I actually have set out with a schedule and, and, you know, have I want this part done by this, and this part done by that, and this part done by this. You know, <laughs> most of the time I'm there. That's awesome. And there's so much detail that goes into uh, your work. I mean, if people are looking at your your images on the screen right now, I mean, yours are all hand-sewn. Your props are created. I know yeah. there is so much detail that goes into this. And then just the makeup alone um, is yeah. very, uh, yeah, there's. <laughs> As you show Aria, which I'm like, that's all, that, that is four hours of makeup. <laughs> that's how many hours worth of makeup? That was intense. Oh, wow. Did you create the prosthetic on your head as well? Or is that something that, that is the only piece that I hadn't made and we actually wanted because I ran out of time. Um, awesome. Because with, with head pieces, what we needed to do uh, was do a cast of my head and we didn't have time to do the cast of my head and let it up and then build the prosthetic. But uh, I'm bringing another Atari, uh probably next year and I have to plenty of time to get that head cast done. So, but that's when I ran out of time on. <laughs> okay, so I have to ask. We can do it. I, we I don't know how. It's just, you know. I am yeah. extremely claustrophobic. You said you made a cast of your head. Was that a horrifying experience that I that I picture? What was that like? <laughs> um, if you are claustrophobic, yeah, it would be very uncomfortable. It, it, it's not the most fun I've ever had. <laughs> And no, basically, your enough. head is wrapped in plaster. Oh my gosh! Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I have mm -hmm. to respect anybody. <laughs> like, 
I have to respect anybody in cosplay that that can get their stuff together before it's <laughs> time to go. Because when when we pull up to a con, DL is usually sitting in the passenger seat with a needle and thread, finishing up something just so that we can go into the con. And, and without fail, it's not a occasional thing. It's every time. <laughs> and, and the bad thing is I'm really not a procrastinator. I actually, uh, I lay out the project. It's just, I run out of time. I don't allot myself ample time sometimes. And I mean, I will be, uh, no matter what I'm working on, whether it is a cosplay or if I am uh, creating, I, I work with a lot of vintage patterns to sew a lot of the, um, um, like the, retro style and and yeah I, I will be hand stitching hems in the bottom of skirts in a hotel room or in the car on the way to the event so oh my gosh um so all right now we've all met through cons and cons are known for having some very unique people at them so i'm just curious when you your first con experience not as a vendor you're very very first con experience. What made you walk into this environment and decide these are my people and these are the people that I want to create and market my product to? <clears throat> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, um, I, I, can, I can take that. Uh, my first con experience, and, and it was shared with DL, uh, it was a year in the making. We uh, we were in New Orleans. We had just gotten back from a cruise, and we we're sitting in a restaurant down in downtown New Orleans, right on the edge of the uh, uh, the warehouse district. And I look out the window, and there's a stormtrooper walking down the street. And uh, within a few minutes, here comes another stormtrooper, and he's walking with an imperial officer. And and then there's there's like superhero costume. Uh, going down the street. And, and of course, at this time, we're like, what is in the world is going on here? And later in the day, we found out, uh, we saw a sign or something for uh, a mm -hmm. con from some company called Wizard World. We, you know, we'd never heard of them at the time. The only uh, real con was the, the San Diego con, and then it was a little mom and pop cons. So fast forward a year later, we had kept up with Wizard World and saw that they were going to be back in New Orleans. At the time, they were only doing cons in specific cities. You know, it was like maybe four mm -hmm. cities around the country. So we go back to New Orleans specifically to go to the con. We arrive, DL's in cosplay, and she's about to have a meltdown because she's so worried that nobody there is going to be in <laughs> costume. And, and she's just panicking, just thinking she's going to walk in and, and look stupid. And so we get there and we walk into this this giant room there i mean there's signage everywhere there's boots there there's cosplayers everywhere and at that moment it was like you know the angels just went oh and, and sang and we realized that we we were among our people and at that exact moment i became not not only a huge fan of cons but i became a con photographer right then and there uh, as soon as i stepped in the door started taking pictures and it didn't stop for the rest of the day. And DL will tell you, she was treated like a rock star from the time. I mean, she couldn't go five feet without people stopping her and going, I've got to have a picture of you. And that was our day. I mean, it was exhausting by the time it was over with. Uh, you know, both of us were just completely shot. But we would have started over at the beginning of the day right then and done it all again. It was just it was an incredible experience. I see red nodding her head um, that especially to the being treated like a rock star. It is. Um, and 
I want to hear about your first experience, but I also, it's intoxicating the way that you get treated when you walk in in, con, in a con in cosplay and people are chasing you down, literally chasing you down. <laughs> so tell us, tell us, what was yours like? Uh, yeah, that is wild. That is a wild experience. And I'm, I'm still, it's so funny. I've done this for so long. I'm still not really used to that. So I don't know. But um, my first, uh, I was young. I was really, really young. And um, actually, uh, I think, I don't even remember what I was calling. It was um, probably a superhero. I imagine it was a superhero, but there was a whole pack of people. Um, and they just kind of like closed in. <laughs> and there were cameras everywhere. And um, it was just kind of actually, it was a world, uh, New Orleans too. So, oh, weirdly enough, um, yeah, it was just like this like pack, and then the aisle was, you know, mom likes me here going to me. I need to get out of this aisle <laughs> uh, and trying to kind of squeeze over the side so people could get by. But it was just, you know, one after the next. After the next. Um, I think it was actually Gambit. Oh wow! Okay, I was actually. Yeah, yeah, and I actually brought it back um, a long time ago uh, as an adult. But I, yeah, it was like a little thrown together gambit kind of thing. Um, so. do, do you ever look at those first ones, those photos of you in your first cosplays, and just kind of you're like, are, are they uh, cringy? Are much cringe. <laughs> so we have to be brutally honest with ourselves at that point and go, oh, yeah. Yeah, so maybe yeah. I wasn't really all that back then. Yeah. It's like almost well, a Halloween costume for me. <laughs> I mean, I'm that way with exactly. my pictures no, that I took back then. I, you know, I look at the con pictures we took early on and I'm like, I, I don't really want anybody to see these anymore because uh, I, I just look at them and realize how bad they were and how much better I had to get. So, Jonathan, what was your first con experience? I don't even Why? like photography is different altogether. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, what was your first experience at a con like, Jonathan? Um, I found my people. Uh, I, I, found, I found my people. That, that was exactly the way it was. Um, you know, growing up, you're trying to find yourself. You're trying to find... Um, and then, especially with me, me, um, I was um, always a loner. Every I, I was the only one that liked comic books. I was the only one that liked um, where I was from. And then it was in Tupelo, Tupelo Con, and um, mm. uh, I was like, "This is where I belong. This, <laughs> this is, this is the. These are the people I belong with." And um, that it just felt right. It just felt felt like home. So I love I loved it, and I've I've been hooked ever since. I think we met you. There was a smaller con that was based out of Jackson, um, and it was Southern Fried Con. Yeah. I think that was the Southern first time. Con. That was it. That was it. I missed that con. I love that con. I was at Southern Fried Con. Oh my goodness, um. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was an I, amazing con. It really was. I I was the really MC really for all of the uh, entertainment. You were. I remember that. Really? I, um, 
I actually have pictures of, I have the, there's a pictures. I think it was uh, Jonathan and his daughter Trinity. And she was the first time I met her and she was dressed as Harley Quinn. Um, and, um, I have pictures of you guys at that con. We have photos of me and Johnny at that con and, oh yeah, it was. That was the first time I'd met you in person. No, no, it wasn't. I, I'd met you in person at Mid South Con, but I was afraid of you. Um, <laughs> at, it's all right. At, I still am. So yeah. At Southern Fried was the first convention that I actually got up the courage to speak to you without babbling. Oh my God. Uh, Johnny, I got news for you. You still came across babbling, so you know. <laughs> well, actually, and that kind of leads into my next question. Uh, honestly, we've been to cons before, and you know what? For me, it, I occasionally get fanboyed over or fangirled over, and and I know Red, you do too, and that always throws me off. I don't expect because I'm like, I'm I'm just I'm just me. You know, I'm I'm the same person that I always am, always have been, that personality that you see at a con, that personality that you see on my show, that is 100% me. Ha has anybody ever approached you and it just threw you off? First of all, that they knew who you were, but when they started just really uh, just losing it over you. I'm, I'm curious about that experience too. I I actually oh, had okay, one of those. Okay, I got a good one. Oh. Uh, Go okay, ahead, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, not at a con, though. It was weird. Uh, another, I was at Target, oddly. Um, and I was sick. I was really sick. And I was at Target getting, like, medicine and Gatorade and looking like death rolled over. And um, I went through the cashier's line, and I'm sitting there, and I'm trying not to die, you know. And the guy just keeps looking at me really funny. And then he looks at me and goes, you're a little red hot cosplay. And I'm just like, I am so sorry. <laughs> I was just like, I am so, so sorry. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah, I'm sorry, there you sorry go. guy. <laughs> so do you find that has impacted the way that you... Terrible. Like when you go out in public, because I've actually had that happen to you. I had... Um, I had one of my fans um, and one of my, it's a fan that, or she's a friend now, but she's started out as a fan and I ran into her at a grocery store and I was in sweats and my hair was in a ponytail. I had on no makeup and she was sending me text messages. She's like, I see you. I'm like, Oh my God, somebody sees me. I'm like, I'm, I, first of all, start freaking out because it's a little stalkerish, but not that she's a stalker. She's really sweet. But uh, I felt a little, and then also, because I'm looking around, I'm like, where, where are you? Where? And then all of a sudden it dawned on me. I'm like, oh my God, I look awful. I mean, it was, I mean, so do you find yourself like preparing when you go out now that you've had that experience? You know, yes and no. Um, sometimes, sometimes I just, I, I can't be bothered. Uh, my, my natural form is kind of a goblin form and <laughs> I just cannot be bothered. Um, one of the beautiful things about this whole like mask situation is that I can kind of be somewhat incognito with like, you know, half your face covered. Um, uh, so that's kind of beautiful, but, uh, you know, sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of have to be aware. 
I have tried to but adopt. I, I let the, a lot of people down all the time. <laughs> no, no. I have tried to adopt that Dita Von T's approach when it comes to go. It's like, I'm going to the grocery store. I have on heels and a skirt and I'm like, oh no, I'm not going to be caught like that again. I'm like, oh no, I don't care if I'm dying and just going to the pharmacy to get medication. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Cause that's when somebody's going to walk up going, Hey, there she is. Click, click. There's a picture of me now floating around looking like. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, all right, so Daryl, you were commenting that you had you had somebody fanboying over you. You sound surprised. Like, <laughs> uh, actually, I was. Uh, we went to. Uh, uh, I know. The, we went to the Heroes and Villains Con in Nashville, and 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 so I think that's part of what makes it even more uh, of a weird experience is that we weren't even in our hometown. Uh, we went to Nashville. <clears throat> And we were walking around and this group of, of really good Nashville cosplayers comes running up to me. And, and the funny thing is it's the guys that are coming up and they're going, you're here. And, and I'm looking behind me thinking, you know, somebody important's here or something. But, uh, you know, these guys, I had taken their pictures at some other events and it was things where like they had used them for profile mm -hmm. pictures and whatnot. And they were just making such a big deal about me being there. And then they started going and grabbing other people from their group going, you got to have this guy take your picture. And, and so all of a sudden I'm in the middle of the con and people are looking at me that aren't associated with this group. And they're looking at me like, am I supposed to know who this guy is? Uh, and the next thing you know, I'm there for the next hour taking pictures of whoever walks up because <laughs> now I've been thrown to the wolves and, uh, you know, so I've got no choice, but it, it was absolutely amazing for people to, to treat me like I'm somebody special. And I'm the guy on the other side of the camera. You know, I'm used to, to being hidden by the camera and, and I don't know, maybe it's a, it's a, uh, a psychological thing with me, but uh, you know, I'm on the back of the camera and usually the important people are on the other side. And then all of a sudden I was being treated like the camera had been flipped. So it was really cool. So Johnny made a comment down here and I, I agree you're, you get a lot of recognition in the cosplay community because honestly you take just as many, if not more pictures of some of the guy cosplayers as you do girls. And um, there's as much, by the way, uh, this, this photo of, uh, and there's the black Panther picture. Oh my God. I loved, I love him. I love those images. I love that you got him with his mask off. I mean, it's just everything about that. Um, kind of captures that it, it's a very fun, unique feel, but it's also very majestic. I mean, he, he was, and this was um, at, this was at the Carl Perkins center. We were there. He was there as yeah, part Jonathan of your group, Jonathan. Yeah. Yep. And yep. that's, that, by the way, that is a great event. And um, I, I'm that's really amazing. hoping that, that it is, and it's for a wonderful cause. And uh, we'll swing back around and catch up on that. Yeah. So, this, uh, this picture here. Uh, the guy was at the event. I'd never met him before. And, you know, he was really proud of his, of his cosplay. And so I took some pictures of him, you know, in his full get up, but I was like, Hey, do me a favor, take your mask off. Because a lot of times what I want to get is not just a picture of a cosplay. I want a picture of the person in the cosplay. Mm -hmm. uh, because now like he can show this picture to his friends or whatever. And they're like, dude, you are black Panther. Whereas before he would just have a picture of a Black Panther cosplay. Uh, and now he's got a picture of him being Black Panther. 
So I love doing pictures like this. Well, and that's something that I, I see with Jonathan and his work as well. It's the same experience that I have had. Um, when I received my, um, I was the Elvira uh, that Jonathan drew. And um, yep. when we received Elvira, when I received that, I, I mean, I immediately looked at that image and I'm like, that's not just a picture of me and Elvira cosplay. That is me as Elvira. And anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge Elvira fan. Might be stalking her a little bit. We're not going to discuss that. There's no restraining orders as of yet, but um, more. Not anymore. <laughs> but um, Jonathan, I know you probably cannot set foot into a con now just because of all. I see the people that you've been working with and I see these in incredible images. And I, and I know that you were probably um, almost rushed from the moment you come in. Because, I mean, you're, you're, what you create is absolutely incredible. And it is on the next level of capturing somebody as that character but and so have you have you had that experience where somebody's just kind of come at you and and just fanboyed over you or fangirled over you and it threw you off or you were shocked at who it was share stories i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest with you i had that happen about two months ago um i haven't i i missed the con so much just missing missing running to the people and just um Absolutely. connecting and um Mm -hmm. It's been so long. I was uh, I was in the convenience store. I was going to get gas, and um, I saw somebody out of the corner of my eye, and I, I thought I recognized them. They kept staring at me, and it was like a weird back and forth, uncomfortable. Like I was like, did I put something in my pocket and not mean to? And and um, they're like, you're Jonathan, right? And I, I just it clicked, and I uh, yeah, and um. They're like, yeah, I follow your artwork, and um, and we we talked a minute, a minute, and it just, it just, it was, it was really, really nice. It was kind of surprising, but it was just, huh, it, it, it was nice, like extremely, extremely nice, and just to have it right at your doorstep was even, even um, it was amazing. It was, it was really neat. So. It, I find that because I think a lot of times with cosplayers, we get addicted to that, um, that rush that uh, with people in our, not only recognizing us, but loving the design. It's not, sometimes they not might not recognize who we are, but they recognize who the character is. And we, we get that treatment as um, um, like Daryl said, we're, we're treated like rock stars. And I, it's very cool that you have artists and cause when I'm at an event, I know that I'm trying to get to the art tables and I'm trying to see who's there, not just um, the celebrities, but I want to see the art because I'm, I love, I mean, I, every con I go to, I collect art. So let me ask, Red, is there a specific piece that you've created that you are just most uh, proud of? What What is your favorite creation? Oh, um, <laughs> my kids. <laughs> I, I think that uh, for personal reasons, um, I was going through a divorce when I did Liliana from Dragon Age Inquisition. And so she's very much like a therapy project for me. So I, I think for personal reasons, she's kind of my favorite 
Um, is she my favorite that I've worked on that I've enjoyed the most? Probably not. I'm not really bad at that point. But, you know, she, she was finished. And um, I was proud of that. And that was the first convention that I did. It was actually for Dragon Con. It was the first convention that I had done after, uh, you know, the, the split. And, and so it was just very cathartic. And so she kind of has a special spot. So, yeah. All right. So if somebody is interested in Why contacting this... <laughs> So if someone is interested in contacting anybody for commission work, if somebody wants to, um, first of all, Red, do you do commission work for other cosplayers or you do? I do. Okay. I do. Um, yeah, I, I get, I get booked up kind of quickly. I, I work at one of the same parks kind of close by and I do a lot of their show commissions. So, um, I've been doing that a lot lately. Um, but yeah, I do. Um, and you can get me on Facebook or Instagram or all right and jonathan if somebody was wanting to um, book a commission piece with you tell us a little bit about how they can reach you and um you know share any kind of information about how they can book a commission piece with you um you can always um contact me like i say on on facebook um instagram message me um we'll get a little more um personal information there and um you know we'll, we'll swap numbers and we'll discuss things and um we'll we'll create we'll create together so awesome and daryl how about you how how do we get in touch with you if we need photos or videos or uh <clears throat> look for toy robot visual arts on pretty much any platform uh we're on facebook i'm not personally on facebook but uh dl monitors uh our contacts through there uh, we're on Instagram and of course we have a channel on YouTube that, uh, features our commercial projects, short films and things like that. <clears throat> By the way, go to the toy robot visual arts, YouTube channel and check out the short film that we shot last year called gumballs that features our youngest daughter. It's a <laughs> uh, really cute little indie film looking, uh, project. It, it's only a few minutes long. So go check that out. And, uh, like it, leave us a comment and all that. And we're getting ready to crank up shooting another little short film here that'll be up in the next couple months. So just kind of follow us over there and, uh, and watch what we do with that. But yeah, just look for toy robot, toy robot visual arts on pretty much any social media platform. And, uh, you can contact us through that. All right, red future projects. What do you have coming up and who are you most interested in possibly collaborating in the future with? Um, wow. Um, well, I'm working on finishing up uh, Vax. We also have um, a, a World of Warcraft group that we're working on. Um, I've been doing a lot of group stuff with my friends, uh, which is cool. You know, since no cons, that's kind of how we socialize. We get on uh, streams and just chat. But, um, yeah, uh, working with, you know, there's so many people I would like to work with. So many people. Um I really, really, really kind of want to start like expanding uh, my my group of photographers that I work with because, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm finally kind of starting to get comfortable with that. <laughs> I'm not naturally like a, a camera kind of girl, so I'm finally starting to feel like that's you know okay. And uh, yeah, so I, I think that's really I'm really kind of looking at you know maybe more photographers. I'm going to flip back to Daryl, but based off of that question. So Daryl, projects that you're coming up with, but also um, 
tips for work for cosplayers, you know, um, that you work with, what would you like to most share with um, any cosplayer that's coming in to work with you? What, uh, what are some um, best practices? Let's just go there. I think uh, as far as things that I would like to say to cosplayers when they want to work with a photographer is <clears throat> know the character that you're doing know who that character is and what their thing is. Don't make your photographer pull that out of you. One of the most frustrating things in the world with working with a cosplayer is finding out that they are basically an introvert in a costume and they, <laughs> they show up and they, they okay. have, yeah, you know, I say, okay, give me your, your character pose. And they stand there and look at me. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, it is exhausting to work with somebody that didn't take a minute to think about what they want to do once they get in front of the camera. All they knew was they wanted to be in front of the camera. So when you're getting that costume together, when you're getting your, your gear together, think about what you're going to do with it. Find a pose that, that translates that character and, and know exactly how you want to present to the camera because it makes things go much smoother, go much faster. And usually, you know, we can pull something out after you know, we get the comfort levels taken care of and, and we get to know each other, but there's so much more work that can be done if you come into it already knowing what you want to do in front of that camera. So Jonathan, what are you doing next? What is, what's the future look like for you? Oh, um, I've got a, I've got a list of some very exciting things coming up. Um, I'm, I'm, ex I'm excited. Um, I'm not allowed to say right now. I just, uh, just keep, keep, um, keep paying attention to it. It's, it's, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. A lot of fantasy, put it like that. So, um, a lot of fantasy, which I'm, anybody knows me, I, I, I eat that up. It's, 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 it's like, it's like cereal. I'm just, I'm like, like, it's, it's, it's my bread and butter. I love, love fantasy. So, um, just keep a lookout exciting it's really exciting stuff so any any more calendars magazines that you're going to be featured in that we might need to know about um there i'm working on a calendar now of um it's just it's not a specific um genre or it's just a collection it's a collection calendar so um it's, it's going to be exciting i'm going to have it ready for um well 2022, 2022, awesome. it's weird to say out loud. Yeah. <laughs> and I know you've been featured in several magazines over the last, uh, probably over the last year. Um, I know, uh, was it the tattoo magazine, the tattoo art magazine that had like an eight page spread yeah. dedicated to your work? Oh my, uh, I, that, that was, that was, I, I, I did not expect that. I, I'll be honest with you. Um, that kind of just, it just, it just, it just fell. Um, it was um, Artista, and um, there was World of Goth and um, Tattoo International, and um, awesome. I didn't. I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't even see that coming. They, I, I was just contacted. That was all 2021, and all the craziness happened. So I was surprised. That's a lot of fun because I mean, uh, the first time you get your work in print, um, and I know all of us have probably been there where you've been featured in a magazine and you're just like, here's my magazine, I'm in here. And yeah, it, that's an exciting, 
uh, I have every magazine that I've ever been featured in or had some work in. Um, I have, I, I, I buy them and I usually buy, I'm, I'm that person. We, we I have buy like 10 of each. Yeah. <laughs> just to hey, you want this? No, you just don't. In case Take one it gets anyway. lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I think we're coming up to the end of the hour. Johnny, if you want to pop back on with us, I want to talk a little bit about how we can support the show. Yeah. Well, thank you for, um, Thank you for mentioning that. Um, there are two ways that you could do that. Um, you can do it uh, via P PayPal. PayPal. <laughs> First day with my new tongue. Um, and that's at johnpike at johnpike.com on PayPal. Or we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Productions, And um, just a dollar or two dollars is all we ask. Uh, drop a tip in the tip bucket. Um, we're not looking for people to invest you know, five, 10, 15, 20, hallelujah, Sino every month, just a dollar or $2. That's it. That's it. And uh, that makes a huge, huge difference. It, and, do they, do, will they contact you through that medium as well? If let's say they want to be a sponsor on the program and so like there's a lot of different ways to do that. Uh, you Google my name, you'll find us, but uh, the best way is just go to serialboxpodcast.com And um, that has all, all the info, all the links that you would ever want. But we need to talk about the most important link for today's host, DL Memphis. Find her on Instagram at DL Memphis and uh, follow her. And she's got a link in her profile to all of the things oh, yes. um, with Murdering Crows, her YouTube channel and everything. And be on the lookout for the uh, official announcement of I Scream Queens coming up soon. But uh, make sure you follow DL and worship the ground she walks on. Oh, I wouldn't say that, but yeah, I, I agree. Stop, I see that. Um, <laughs> wonderful. So any upcoming shows you want to you want to talk about? Well, so next week, uh, next week, we're going to have another uh, special guest host, um, Willow Schuyler from... Uh, from Vancouver is going to be our guest co-host because I'm going to be fan Willow Skyler. Yes, yes, uh, she hosts her own show on the Hanging with Web Network um, called Willow's Pillow Talk, and um, she's also a guest uh, or co-host of uh, Reels and Heels, and she'll be taking the reins next week because I will be in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Mm. Yes, the sprawling metropolis of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Awesome. awesome we're going we're going to the world of hershey museum i'm excited about that um but um and there's also a, a classic car museum there in in hershey that i'll take pictures just for for you and uh, daryl oh wonderful um, yeah i'm excited about that and um and then on the 20th on this show we are going to have a very special guest we're going to have Indiana Bones. She is a cryptid-centric cosplayer. Ooh. And she hosts her own YouTube show called um, Saturday Adventures, where they go out cryptid hunting. And she is going to be a, a guest on the show. I'm super excited for the 20th. So you guys tune in for that. And Look, if you like what you've seen here this morning, make sure you uh, click subscribe at YouTube. 
post a comment, even after the show goes off the air. Share this with two or 300 of your closest friends and family. Find us on Facebook at Serial Box Podcast. We do exclusive content on YouTube. We do exclusive content on Facebook. We do exclusive content for Instagram. So there's a reason for you to subscribe at all three places. And we do exclusive content on our audio podcast, which can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So there's a little something different at each place. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Smart. a marketing genius. Um, <laughs> but uh, Dia, what are you up to next? Um, honestly, you know, just keep watching. Uh, you can find the Digging Deeper channel. We have got some new content coming out on that finally. And um, so keep watching for that. Um, the Crows, we are still wrapping up and in studio. Sadly, the pad the pandemic has kind of slowed down production on um uh, on our album. Yes, we are releasing a full length album. And uh, so hopefully, and it's going to be predominantly original material. And so hopefully that will be out in the next month or two. Um, and of course, uh, I think on the uh, the 27th, I'm scheduled to be back here with uh, my screen Queens and it's going to be kind of a trial run and you're going to get a taste of what actually hanging with Kat and Lauren and me is really going to be like, but I'm we have so some... excited about it. I've, I've been there. It's quite an experience. So. <laughs> well, Hey, I want, I want to mention one thing. Speaking of new things coming out, um, you know, several years ago, I published a book called tales from the flip side mm -hmm. and um, long story short, I lost my publishing deal with that publisher and another publisher stepped in almost immediately and said, Hey, we want to, republish this work and we've been working on it for the last year and i'm going to get the cover art today for volume one we've we've split up the book into three ebooks and then we'll reprint it as one um, omnibus again but uh, the first book is going to come out it's called night reich and i um, super excited about that um, and speaking of doing an album i'm going to put both you and daryl on the spot this morning dl okay I've talked to you about uh, recording uh, a theme song for this show, but I also want to hire the Crows to go in the studio to do a four song 45 LP of huh. cartoon theme songs to press on vinyl and put on the back of a cereal box <laughs> that will include our original artwork a t-shirt inside the box, a small toy, and a copy of the League of Impossibilists comic book that I am creating. That sounds that like sounds quite awesome. a package right there. And and I think the Murdering Crows are the band to do it. Well, That I, sounds like a ton of fun. I That does sound fun, and I, I certainly appreciate that. And to let you know, our guitarist, Joe Michael, who is... Um, Daryl, would you call him a musical genius? Because I do. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's, he's, he, he's been doing this all of his life. And he has been in studio working on the uh, uh, segment that you had talked to us about for the intro. So I'm hoping to have the first um, the first listen in the next couple of days. I think, Daryl, you may have heard it already. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we were doing some recording the other day and he 
played a segment that he recorded for the instrumentation of that intro. So uh, I think you're going to like it. But based on just the acapella vocal that I sent you? Yep. Based on that. Ah! <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. All right. All right. So, well, go ahead, DL. I was going to say, anybody got a, any kind of last minute comment you want to, you, anything you want to plug, anything you want to say about what you're doing and coming up and any last minute comments? Just go find um, everybody's social media. Find everybody and share here. It with everyone you know, all three of your friends. I, <laughs> I, I'm serious. These people, th th this collection of artists were picked because they are, uh, <laughs> They're incredible in their area. Um, you know, I've been following Red Fox. I fangirl over you. I'm not. I do. I really do. Um, but and I'm a huge fan of Jonathan's. And I guess I got to be a fan of yours too, Daryl. So um, I know. I know. But yeah, find them, follow them, show them love, show them support, because you will not be disappointed with watching what they turn out. Trust me. Outstanding. And again, DL, great job hosting this morning. Thank you. And for all of the those of you who are watching, we couldn't do it without your viewership, and we greatly appreciate it. Uh, make sure, if you like the show, to tell two, three hundred of your closest friends and family. And until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the flip side. Pleasant screams. <laughs>